podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Well, hello and welcome back to the Nina Kowser Show. It was the big one. The, the the champions of England versus the champions of Europe. Who will prevail? We knew what was going to happen. Jurgen Klopp's men were going to go all out. It finished 3-1 at Anfield. So many talking points. My God, this was it. Liverpool are now eight points clear on top of the league. I mean, could it be a battle of Brendan Rodgers versus Jurgen Klopp for the title? Who knows? Crazy things have happened. But you know what? Let's talk about this game. You don't want to hear me. We've got some awesome callers. Our wonderful subscribers are joining us live on Discord as well. And I have two incredible guests. So without further ado, let me introduce you to them. And let's hear what they have to say. First up, a person I've not spoken to in absolute ages. The coolest man I know, the host of the Anfield Rant podcast, contributor to the USA podcast as well. It's Mr. Amanda Angulo. Amanda, welcome back. Thanks, Nina. I mean, game points clear of uh, Leicester, nine points clear of City. All's good. All's good. Thanks for having me back. All is good. And joining Mando, uh, you know, um, I have to bring in Sam. I mean, if you join their names together, it's Sam Mando. It is Sam Evans, podcaster, contributor to Anfield Index. Sam Mando! <laughs> <laughs> I wish we had Cam, you know, it would have been Commando. I've been working hard what on these shows. <laughs> it would be Carmando, right? R, Mando, R in there. No, no, no Cam Ando. Like, I'm going Commando. Oh my God. <laughs> Well, Sam Evans, Gags is trying to piss on your parade there. How's the heart? <laughs> oh, it's exploded a couple of times during that game. But, uh, you know, me and Armando, I think I'll be quite some um, conjoined twin, I must say. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Armando usually does his best, best work when we've been absolutely terrible over the years. I just can't wait to hear a happy Mando today. I just think I, I'm on top of the world, guys. I can't believe we've actually done it. Uh, you know, so many times we, we keep thinking that, uh, you know, we, we get the chance to do this and we, we, we lose or we, we draw or whatever. And I'm just absolutely on top of the world and I can't wait to talk about it. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. And we will get into it. We will discuss everything. But first up, it is about the callers. I think we have one lined up. It is a familiar voice on the Nina Kauser show. Our wonderful subscriber, G's on Toast. Nick, also known as Nick. That's his real name. Um, welcome back, Nick. Oh yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, it's great to be here again. Can can you hear me? Okay, just you sound absolutely brilliant, Nick. I mean, talk to me. I mean, how are you feeling after that? Your thoughts, your points, your questions. Well, it was just brilliant, wasn't it? It's it's so it's difficult to pick out a specific point because at the end of the day, you know, uh, we applied our feet to their bottoms with maximum force. You know, we absolutely kicked their ass. It was fantastic. Like man to man, we were better all over the pitch, I think, and and it was just, you know, if 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 this is the competition for the for the league this year, then if this is the best competition for the league this year, then you have to think that. I mean, I'm really hesitant to say it, but it's it's looking good, isn't it? It is actually looking good this season, I think. 
It is absolutely. Um, I couldn't agree more. Do you have any questions for the panel? Um, not really. I mean, everyone was brilliant, wasn't they? I mean, I think Robbo and Trent were great, like bombing up the. Mm. Um, it, it's hard to p- pick out a specific point. I think maybe the maybe the best thing I can say is like Fabinho. I think you know he's such an important part these days, but he. You know, he, he he pretty much dominated the centre of the park there. He scored his goal, which is absolutely brilliant. And I, th- I think he um I think he laid down. You know, he, he kind of dominated the centre of the park, which is enough mm. for us to uh, to win the game today. He did absolutely, and I will pick up a point and I will bring it up with the panel. I mean, Amanda, I'm going to come to you. And what I found really bizarre about um this game of football, certainly in the first half, was um the simple fact that City started off really well. Um, Liverpool got their goal and then got their second goal but what I found really bizarre was that Liverpool weren't particularly playing well which is quite different for Liverpool because usually they either go a goal behind or they have a lot of chances Liverpool weren't the best but they were cutthroat they had two shots on target and they converted them both which I was like whoa they are not wasteful today yeah I think that's always a good sign for us is uh not being wasteful and being clinical uh today I think whatever chances we were going to have we were going to finish um I mean, City will have their talking points and they'll have excuses and Claudio Bravo, this and that. Yeah, I mean, that's all cool and fine and dandy or whatever. But like the fact of the matter is you could have spent 70 million on a fucking backup keeper like you do every other position and you didn't. And uh, I mean, it is what it is. Old flappy arms gave up, you know, the header to fucking Sadio should have been kept out by any competent ass keeper, but he didn't. Uh, things broke our way today. The, the guys were excellent. All every single one of them. You know, Georgina Wijnaldum was was phenomenal today. Uh, the fullbacks, as mentioned, were phenomenal today. The center backs, even Dijon, was good today. Um, yeah, I don't have any gripes. To touch on the point of Fabinho, I mean, he's the guy that's really changed us completely. Uh, Virgil van Dijk and Allison have been great, and Mane's been great, and we've had all these key additions in 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 recent times. But but the one that really stands out and changes games, the complexity of games, is 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 Fabinho. I mean, he's a shit house. He he he's got got an attitude he, he's all over the pitch he's a vacuum cleaner and he's got flair and finish and style and and he's just a fucking beautiful hideously ugly man I don't know, description, description of Fabinho I'll ever hear. Oh my God. Sam, I'm going to come to you. I want to get your thoughts on, you know, Liverpool not starting the best, but being absolutely ruthless with their finishing. And, you know, just some of the key players, because for me today, I thought the midfield worked really well. I mean, Fabinho was, I think, the Fabinho and Gini were like the, the, the string pullers. But, you know, a shout out for Jordan Henderson as well, who I thought had so much fucking joy today. Oh my god, that that's absolutely priceless from Anto, by the way. That's amazing. Um, I personally think Fabinho is the most beautiful human being in the whole wide world at this moment in time. Um what what a performance from the guy. Um we saw today, Klopp knew right how huge he'd be in this game. And this is why he was not risking him whatsoever against Aston Villa. He knew he was going to be absolutely vital to us having a chance of winning the game today. And he was absolutely incredible. Um, you know, as you said, the, the, the midfield today, they worked their absolute socks off. Um, you, you touched on Jordan Henderson there today. Um, there was a lot of talk that he had a bit of an illness in the week. Um, personally, it, by the way that he got subbed after exactly 60 minutes, I think he just got given one job. Henderson, go out there and work your absolute socks off for one hour today. 
give it your everything. And he has his critics, but I thought he gave it absolutely everything today. And he, he ran his socks off and he showed a lot of quality today as well with his delivery. Um, so, you know, and, and Wijnaldum as well. I thought they were all, all three of them were absolutely excellent for that first hour. And they were absolutely vital. And it was them that really helped us get that three points today. Absolutely. Um, I have to agree. I mean, do you sometimes let you have the final word on the midfield because it's it's in these games where the midfield can be make make or break. And you know, Jurgen Klopp going for like his safe midfield where you know his his sort of safety um blanket. I felt like each and every one of them really stepped up, and I feel like the the role of Fabinho has really kind of helped. You know, the likes of Jordan Henderson and Genuine Aldum to kind of be a bit more sort of free in what they want to do as well. And you kind of need. A bit of a snide bastard against Man City in those games. I think that's right. And I think, Mando, you're totally right in that, you know, Fabinho, the signing of Fabinho has really done to our midfield what, what we needed and what we've been crying out for for several years, really. is It's like a proper a proper DM. And, um, and that's really helped win it today. And sorry, can I just mention Guardiola? Because I know he's, uh, he's, he's having a rant against the uh, media right now on the screen. But I'm not watching. I'm not listening, but I find it amusing during the game when he like he had a big um yeah he had a he had a big thing screaming about two handballs at the ref um about fifteen minutes ago. And then right at the very end there he's gone up to the ref and shook his hand and said, Thank you very much, thank you very much. And it, and it's so sarcastic and it's just hilarious. Yeah, he is brilliant. I mean he is absolutely losing his shit, but we will touch on those points later on in the show. But um Nick, thank you so much for your call. Yeah, thank you. Cheers. Bye-bye. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Okay, so that was um, Nick joining us next. I believe we have Yona. Yep, hello. Hi, um, welcome to um, the Nina Kaza Show. It's it's a merry occasion. Um, Please share your thoughts and points you'd like to raise with the panel. Uh, So first of all, it's just fucking amazing. After that game, we're feeling... And and uh, nine points ahead of City, like w- we wouldn't imagine this last season. I don't think after twelve games being nine points away from City. Uh, yeah, Fabinho, incredibly beautiful, Mando. Don't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, the midfield, as you said, was solid. Uh, after after Hendo, uh. Go out. I, I'm not sure we mm. were the best actually in midfield, but uh, yeah, I think a good performance should be proud. Absolutely. I mean, I'll I'll come to um Sam on this and from a point that um uh, John has made there. I think one thing I have to be impressed with when I kind of looked at that midfield, Sam, I thought, okay, I think we might be playing for a point. I think we might be a little safe, but. Certainly wasn't the case. I mean, it was pretty much Liverpool going for the throw. Um, Trent Alexander-Arnold was just completely running away with things. And, you know, their, their left back, um, uh, is he called Angelino, was just having an absolute nightmare against Mo Salah, you know, like, um, and it was exactly the perfect game that Mo Salah needed against that kind of player because, of course, we know he's kind of coming back from that injury against Leicester City. I mean... For me, that was the impressive part of it, the fact that Klopp didn't play safe, knowing that they've got all those injuries and, you know, they can definitely be got at. Yeah, well, 
first of all, Iona's incredibly chilled out for, for someone who's just watched that because my, <laughs> my my heart is absolutely racing still. So to be that composed, I'm really, really jealous because I've, I've just gone through, feels like some sort of trauma for the last 90 minutes. Um, but, but yeah, when it comes to the midfield... I let it all out in the game, <laughs> so don't worry. You, you sound so chilled. It's amazing. I, I, I need to learn something from you, I think, because... Uh, I'm I'm someone who's always on the edge of my seat for the whole game, and you know, as we always joke with Nina about my heart rate going off on the uh, Apple Watch, it was very, very much the same case today, guys. But um, in regards to the midfield, you know, even though I thought all three of our guys in midfield had a really good game, you've got to give credit to City when they're on the ball; they have so much quality. It's so so hard to get the ball off them. So what I think we did, we we played to our strengths. You know, when they had individual battles we were often winning them um but you know our general tactic we we were kind of trying to bypass the midfield a little bit and and hitting man city on the break and you know as we touched on earlier i thought we were atrocious for the first 5 minutes mm. until fabinho scored that goal i thought we were looked really really nervous and and city did bring the game to us but what we ended up doing then was 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 hitting them with sucker punches and picking them off, and it's something we haven't been doing recently whatsoever. You know, this this season we've been terrible in front of goal, converting our chances. I think, well, over the last say six or seven games, we've been missing a lot of chances, and we've ended up scraping through in games. And today was it our first two shots we scored from both of them? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was so so nice to see. And also a bit of a shout out for Gags as well. He called it a few weeks back. He said Fabinho's going to score a, a worldie soon. And what a game for him to choose to score that worldie. Gags is somewhere looking very smug. I'm, I'm Anytime Fabinho it. does well, I'm smug because you know what? Everybody can go on about fucking Brendan Rodgers today all they want. About, yeah, you all hated him, look how good he's doing. No, fuck off, he's not our manager. I don't know why you care. But you all saying fuckers hated Fabinho. Get the fuck out. Go back in your hole, bitches. That's the boy. It's true. I don't I don't understand. I mean, like, I'm not going to bitch or bash Brendan Rodgers. We are past that phase. But it's like when you have like an iPhone, I don't know, 10 or, or an 8 or whatever, and you you get an upgrade. It's better. Jurgen Klopp's better. So why are you looking at the old iPhone? Personally, I thought the old iPhone was shit. But if you want to still want to hype it up, why would you hype up an old model when you've got Jurgen Klopp? Do you understand what I'm saying? It's a bit weird. You come yeah, up yeah. with the worst analogies, but yeah, yeah right. I guess she did. Listen, I am the Eric Cantona on podcasting. God, that was like saying Virgin. Right, I, I, I asked Mando and, and Steve, right? Steve, Sam, Steve. I asked you both to come up with a better analogy than Nina for what we're trying to go across here. Right? Uh, you, could say, you could say any words and they'd be better. I'm so distracted. <laughs> I'm so distracted, but what she was saying, I don't even know what point we were trying to make it anymore. Uh, <laughs> so true. Listen, I am the Eric Cantona of podcasting, okay? I, I speak a different language. Catch up with me, people. I'm too involved for you. Amanda, I'm going to come to you because um, Joanna made some, Joanna made some really good points there about um, Liverpool kind of grinding out a result, winning. Uh, Sam's kind of made those points as well. I want to get your thoughts on that because when you look at that midfield and look at that team, you probably felt Klopp's going to play for a draw, you know? And that didn't quite happen. And 
I want to get your thoughts on that because I thought with that midfield and everything, I thought it worked really well. I felt like first five minutes were nervous and then we kind of settled into things. You know, I think a lot of times we do play it safe, uh, especially we have bogey games that are just tough and we sometimes play to the level of the opposition. Um, United away is one of those. We're always shit. Uh, it, you know, we, we see that against lower teams as well. They, they you know, they play at, you know, they load the box and they play behind the ball and it, it's hard to break down. City's not one of those teams. Uh, Man City's always, you we're going to be wide open and it's going to be a game and it's going to be who can be clinical and who can finish and who can, you know, be snide and get away with chippy fouls and do things like that. Today, that was us. Um, you know, Pep Guardiola is a wonderful manager. He's a bit of a bitch, absolutely, but he's a wonderful manager. He, he's changed football a lot, uh, you know, as, as a manager and, and, yep. and to, to Sam's point, a lot of these players are wonderful. They, they have great quality on the ball. Raheem Sterling has become just a phenomenal footballer. Hate him all you want, jeer him all you want, boo him all you want. Yes, this, that, and the third. It doesn't matter. He's a phenomenal, phenomenal footballer. Uh, yep. Kevin De Bruyne, the same. Uh, but that just shows the quality of our team. That just shows how we grind out results. Man for man, are we better than them? Maybe not. That's, and that's fine. But as a unit, as a team, I think we are. I think we have a mentality and we have a tight-knit group and we and we fight for each other and, and we know what each other's going to do. We see these passes cross-field switching play by Trent, by, by Rabo without hesitation, sometimes not even looking. They just know where the runs are going to be, where the guys are going to be. You see them pressing and then you see Hendo in the midfield dropping back to cover them. It's all just innate. It's just... Pavlovian almost it's just it's just the way we operate and that's you know part of not rotating and that's part of uh not really you know changing the team or having a big squad are there risks involved yeah and I don't like those risks I'm somebody that would love to have a bigger squad and would love to have uh more quality pieces and and and, and rotate more uh that's usually one of my gripes but this is one of the benefits when all goes your way and, and you catch breaks and you stay healthy this is the benefit and it's proven itself right and long may it continue. Sure. Um, Yona, I'll let you have the final say and then we'll move on. Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, Armando here was per- said it perfectly. As a unit, we're absolutely, we destroy everyone. Barcelona, PSG, it doesn't matter. As a unit, we're honestly the strongest in the world, I think. We are absolutely well, Yona. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Continue to be chill and give Sam, our Sam, some lessons on how to be cool and calm because he <laughs> needs so them. <laughs> I, re- I really do. <laughs> Cheers, Yona. Cheers. Thank you so much, Yona. Okay. I can yeah. read out the two questions from Steve and Andy if you want to do that. Yes, yes. You, you right. be the narrator. Go on. That's fine, Steve. Peter, uh, to what extent... Do they think Pep's, well, that's you guys, What to what extent do you guys think Pep's narrow fullbacks, in inverted commas, was a bad tactic by City today? Oh, I mean, Sam, I'll come to you first on this one because it was something that Sky kept, the commentators kept saying it's, well, oh my God, they're so narrow. And um, that certainly helped our, our fullbacks get a lot of joy. And I thought Mosala was really kind of um, using that as well to his advantage. I want to get your thoughts on that because to me, was what was it? Was his name and what was his name? Angelini? Oh God! What was his name? Angelino Jolie. Yeah. That Angelino. Jolie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, <I> <laughs> oh God! Oh fuck! <laughs> terrible. He had he had a weird game because I actually to be fair to me, I thought he was a fan who won a raffle. 
when he had the ball, he, I thought he did quite. I thought he causes problems. To be perfectly honest, I know a lot of people criticise him because I think he had a tough job. I think, as you said, tactically, because they were playing more narrow, we would play a ball down the line and and give Mo Salah space, and that's the last thing you want to do. So he he looked like he was running in treacle then at that point. But you know, when they had the ball. He seemed to have a lot of time and he, you know, he, he didn't lose the ball very often and he actually nearly scored a goal as well. So um, it, it was a bizarre one. But, uh, you know, regards to the, the, the question about tactics, it, it's really difficult to say because it, it's a bit like the, the old classic. That if, you, if you fix one thing, there's another problem caused by it. So I think that you could argue, you know, Man City had the better of the game. So maybe Pep will think, oh, you know, the, the, the tactics work and it just was no a thing on the day. You know, we scored a worldie early on and I think that really kind of set the tone for the game then and it was absolutely ideal for us because we had the early goal mm. and we knew Man City were coming there to try and dominate the ball and pin us back. It it actually worked out really well for us because then it made it a lot easier for us to try and counter-attack. So it, it's easy to say in hindsight that they picked the wrong tactics because... They lost the game. I suppose that is the case in the end. But if he'd have changed the tactics the other way, I think we'd have taken him out another way as well. I think today we were absolutely determined to put a lot of rights wrong. And whatever Pep was doing, we were leaving there with three points today. Yeah, to me, Amanda, it just seemed like a really bizarre call and tactic, given the fact that, you know, how... How, you know, um, attack-minded our full-backs are, the, the, you know, our front men, certainly Mane and, and Salah, the pace that they have. I mean, was it a case of because he doesn't have, like, the best of defence in stones and obviously Fernandinho, who's, who's obviously a makeshift defender for him right now, do you think he had them tucked in close together to kind of close out the space, like, t- for them to be more compact as, as, a, as a flat-back four? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's exactly it. I think uh, Pep's not comfortable with what he has at the back line, um, and Bravo doesn't help that cause either, so it makes it a little shakier, and he just wanted to overcompensate in that regard defensively. It clearly didn't benefit them. I mean, the world deed, to Sam's point, is, is is just set the tone for the game, and after that, they had to play a little bit more open, and they exposed themselves a little bit more, and it was just a... And we were clinical. It's one of those things. I mean, Kyle Walker's not a good defender. Angelino's not a good defender. He's a good – He, I thought he was good on the ball. I thought he delivered some nice, dangerous crosses. I thought he was solid. But as far as defensively, that back line is just trash. And, you know, R- Rodrigo came back, and, 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 and it was his first game back. And he, it, to come up against this team – you know, cold like that is going to be tough. And, it, you know, everything fell in our favor today and it just worked out. And tactically, I think it did help us a little bit. It did. I mean, Andy Wills is actually agreeing with Sam Evans that he goes agree with Sam Evans, Angelino and, and you as well, Mando. Um, Angelino caused us some problems on the ball and Henderson failed to track back his runs a couple of times. But Salah and Henderson and Trent worked really hard to expose him defensively. I think that is a fair shout. I think he was more sort of attack minded than defensive. Gags, I bring you in. I mean, what's your second question? So one from Andy Wales, regular panelists on the show we love you andy um i'd be interested to hear interested to hear the panel's thoughts on the work done by Mane Ginny first half to shut down the threat of kd kdb and bernardo he he called him babado but yeah we'll say bernardo yeah we think we know who he means i'm not one to judge who am i to judge anyone 
I'll come to you first on this one, Amanda. I mean, I thought, yeah, Mane worked really, really hard. But for me, Ginny Wijnaldum had one of those games where he was just running the pitch. And basically, we, we kind of praised for, um, Fabinho. We'll probably talk about the goals later on. But I thought Ginny Wijnaldum, actually, I mean, we, I, I don't have the, the stats or how much ground each player covered. But for me, I felt like Ginny was pretty much everywhere today. Yeah, I mean, today he was at his best. That's Ginny at his best. He's, you know, keeping the ball, recycling the ball. He's covering ground. He's he's making up a defensive space for for Rabo. And and today, I think it was vital that Mane and and and, um, and Ginny were going to have to play that role. I mean, we know that we like to bomb with our fullbacks, and it pays dividends for us on the offensive end. But it also leaves us exposed. And when you're going to be exposed to talent like Bernardo Silva and Raheem Sterling, then you're going to have to know that that's part of the game plan. You're going to be ready, and you're going to uh, naturally move. Into those positions, and and luckily we have pace, and we have uh, players that are willing to track back, and that's what causes the system to work. And uh, so, for me, I think that the, the importance that that plays, and the willingness for our wingers, not just uh, Sadio and 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 and, and uh, but also for Mo uh, on the other side for Trent, and I think that just uh, it's just you don't see superstars and players of that talent of that caliber really uh, playing both sides of the ball as much as these two guys do. And what about yourself, Sam? What, what, what do you make of Andy's question? Yeah, I, th- I think we did an absolutely fantastic job. You know, when you're looking at the, the three midfield, calling them midfielders might be incorrect in a way, but, uh, you know, Gundogan, Rodri and De Bruyne, that's a hell of a trio, to be fair. Um, those guys have got so much quality on the ball. And when you chuck in Sterling and Silva as well, just before Aguero, you know, we, we were facing a lot today, you know, despite everyone kind of talking as if uh, it was Man City reserves against uh, Liverpool today, the way they were talking. Um, you know, we, we saw a, thing, a few things on Twitter. Simon Brundish was touching on kind of the, the starting wages for each team. And he was saying like Liverpool paying 1.2 million a week for the current starting 11 and Man City 1.8 million a week. Um, I just saw that from Sai and I just thought, yeah. You know, it just shows the quality that they had on that pitch. They might have. I think we smelt blood when it came to the goalkeeper and a couple of players in defence. But when it Agreed. comes to their, totally. their, their, it was the midfield you know, and attack were fine. Yeah, well, look at it. It's it's unbelievable. And I thought Rodri was excellent today. I thought he was a a bloody nightmare. Uh, I thought he was like Fabinho light today. He's a big bloody guy. And you know, even when he lost it to Mane a couple of times, he'd get it back. Um, good to one, excellent on the ball. And De Bruyne, we know he, he's different gravy, that guy. I think he's absolutely fantastic. I thought he was brilliant today. I thought even I, if we tried to keep him quiet, he went past Fabinho a couple of times. Like oh, he was, mate. And he megged him once as well. In the, he, he's undefendable. Like, he, he, you, can, you can be as good as we were today and he'll still do something. And that's all we can do is what we did today. I think we did the best that we possibly could have against that world-class trio that they had in midfield. And to come away with a 3-1 victory when they've got that kind of firepower in the front six just says it all. And I just think we underestimate the quality in our own team. There's a lot of people talking about Man City. You know, fair enough. They've spent a lot more money, you know, net spend, wages, everything. They've got a deeper squad. But we've got something special in this team that you can't put money, you know, money doesn't buy the togetherness and the kind of team spirit that we have. And I know it's becoming a bit of a tired point in regards to, you know, Man United of old, but we have become that exact team. They used to do my head in for 
15, 20 years, how they, how, how you know, you'd watch it and you'd think, I've had mates te- texting me now, I just can't wait to get stuck into them after the pod. But I they, I can see the messages coming up and they're like, oh, you had worse stats today. You know, uh, how did you still win that game? Because I'm always a stats person. And, and I just, you know, I'll just tell them, look, you know, shots on target, you know. Um, Sounds like this people are under pressure here. <laughs> yeah, I just say say the time and the place, guys. I'll be there. But uh, no, honestly, it's we've got a lot more guile and savvy than we've ever had, and we know how to win games. And football isn't just about winning the statistics as well. You know, that's a huge part of it. Obviously, it it means the percentage chances that you are going to win the game. But you've got to be intelligent as well and know when to do what. And I think this team really does know, you know, when to strike. And today we've we've absolutely nailed it. And I'm absolutely on top of the world. For sure. I've got a quick question for Amanda Angula from Adam Petitioni. He wants to know, is Ginny our most beautiful midfielder, Amanda? Without question. Without question. Confirmed. He might be the most handsome man in the Premier League. I think he's got the most gorgeous smile. Yeah, well, he might not even have the best smile on the team. Who's got the best smile? Bobby, he he invested a lot of money in that motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) He's on that installed. No one said. No one said natural or fake here, Sam. (laughs) If I can touch it, it's real. If I can touch it, it's real. Yeah, Amanda lives in LA. You can have a little help, can't you, Amanda? It would it wouldn't be LA if it was any other way. Exactly, exactly. So you know what? To be fair, for me, those teeth are brighter than my future, and absolutely no doubt about it. You stole that from somewhere, but anyway, for me, for me, I say that all the time. Go on. I'd like to hear you three talk about. um, I know. I think Ginny deserves some praise as does Fab, and you can get through the team slowly when you get there. But two of the Boo Boys, um, sorry, the Boo Boys like to boo or at least on Discord and on Twitter, two of the players that played today in Hendo and Lovren. I'd like you to go through both of those and discuss their performances today. Uh, you know what? It's something what Lubo mentioned there as well. He goes, Lovren was tremendous today. Umbilical Boy agrees as well. So, you know what? Let's talk about... We'll talk about Henderson first and get the midfield done, and then we'll move on to defence. Okay, Jordan Henderson... I mean, for me, um, Amando, I thought he actually had a pretty decent game. I think, you know, he was allowed to, um, I think as Andy touched there, you know, against Angelino, um, in, in a, def- in an attacking sense, he was allowed to be a bit more creative. I felt like, again, he covered a lot of distance. I felt like he had a lot of energy and industry, but in the second half, for me, he seemed to be more, attack-minded, he wasn't getting in the way of Trent Alexander-Arnold. It's almost like they kind of worked out how to play alongside each other on the right-hand side. Or maybe it was just the opposition they were allowed to because the full-backs were so narrow for um, uh, for Man City. But today, it really worked a treat. And can we just talk about that assist for um, Sadio Mane's the third goal? Yeah, I mean, he was a little... He had a little more space than usual, I would think. He was a little calmer on the ball. Um, Mm. His effort, like you said, is never going to be in question. I'm not the biggest Jordan Henderson fan, but I won't tell you that uh, you won't ever hear me say that his effort is the problem or that he doesn't try his socks off. Uh, That's not the case, but his quality isn't always there. The final ball isn't always there. Today it was. He was a lot crisper. He was a lot sharper, whether it was the space and the narrowness of the opposition, whether he just rises to the occasion of these big matches, which we've seen him do in the past, um, is, is something that should be discussed. But I think you know, 
he deserves all the credit today, especially being under the weather. He, he to be that sharp and to be that prepared for a team like Man City in a midfield uh, opposition that the, he was going up against. It, it's it's no small feat. So yeah, he deserves all the credit of the world. And like I said, that that takes a lot for me to give him credit because I think he's he's usually not the best footballer. Um, but today he did himself proud, and he, he should be uh, he should be uh, praised for it. He should be, and you know, to be fair, Mando, I think you call it how it is. When someone has a good game, you always call it. When someone has a bad game, you call it. I don't think you want these people that will, you know, um, hold a bias or an agenda. You're not that kind of person. I think that's why people love listening to you. I just want us to win. So, like, yeah. I hope he does that all the time, and then I don't have to say he's not that good. But he's I, I not that he, all the time. I thought he was. Um, I thought he was totally missing first half, personally. Mando. Second half, he was more attack minded, yeah. in my opinion. Second half, he was better. He was tackling. He was. He was in it, and then obviously. The, the assist makes it all, but honestly, think, thought first off, I, I didn't think, even see where he was. I think him and Lavern are in the same boat. Like, the standard is set to a level that we expect them to not perform. So, when they have decent games and good games like today, where they were both, they didn't make a mistake, they didn't put a foot wrong, they weren't necessarily spectacular, sans the assist, but. I think we have such a low bar expectations of certain players like them that we're pretty satisfied when shit like today happens. And, you know, and I mean, how can you not be when the opposition is what it is? Mm, Yeah, it was against, you know, the the best team in England, you know, the the, the champions of England, should we say. Sam, I'm going to come to you because I want to get your thoughts on what you made of Jordan Henderson's performance. I mean, Gags had touched on, you know, him being kind of quite anonymous. And a point that... um, Yona made as well. I felt like when Jordan Henderson went off, I felt like there was a lot more pressure on Trent's side. That, that's, that's the funny thing about watching football because we're so into it and, and excited and hyperactive. Well, if you're me and my heart. Um, you can't watch it analytically, can you? You're watching as yeah, a fan. It's, yeah, exactly. And, and then your biases come out um, you, you might make poor decisions and, and moments in a game can completely transform your opinion of someone's performance. And I think I'd like to watch it again because Gags is more analytical. So I, I always respect his opinion on things. Uh, I'd like to watch it back because maybe Henderson's amazing assist and it was absolutely fantastic. Mm. And also within two minutes of that, then he, he tracked back and nicked the ball back off Man City. And and sometimes it can be something like that. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, Henderson's been great today, you know? Um, yeah. It's it's all about moments. And yeah, big moments. And and he had the big moments today in a big, well, it's, the, you know, it's one of the biggest games. I know it's so early in the season. But this was a huge opportunity for us today. You know, we need this lead. That you know, we need. Don't forget, we have the most incredible fixture list any team has ever had in the history of the Premier League coming up over the next two months. You know, we need a lead on these guys because we're going to come back with games in hand, and we want to be there, there or thereabouts when we come back from the Club World Championship. You know, and having this lead now has ensured that that will be the case. So. This was an absolutely huge game for that because we are. It's, it seems inevitable to me that we are going to drop points over the next couple of months due to the kind of fixture congestion that we're going to be taking and the, the, the strain that we're going to have on this team. So fair play to Henderson. He stepped up at the key moment there in the second half. I, I thought the first five minutes of the second half were going to be absolutely vital for us to win this game and we've ended up actually scoring. So, you know, 
we give him criticism a lot, and I think a lot of it is warranted. Um, you might want to caveat it, saying he hasn't been well recently, so he was obviously given a, an hour stint today. But end of the day, he's contributed massively today in that win. Um, the other, the other boo boy Lovren, obviously, I, I've obviously criticised him quite a bit, but I thought he was absolutely great today. Um, he won everything in the air. He, he didn't put a foot wrong, really. You know, I think all of my anxiety about Lovren was completely my own baggage today. I think he he, he did brilliantly, and I, I just I just can't really criticise him today whatsoever. I think he's he's done a great job. And he's done what he's good at. You know, he can just concentrate on purely defending. Don't try and do anything too fancy. And sometimes you end up with a performance like that. You do, absolutely. I mean, and Amanda, I want to get your your, your thoughts on Dejan Lovren because I know you've not, you know, just the final thoughts on, Jordan, on, on Dejan Lovren because... I think the reason uh, that Sam touched on anxiety there and one game that really, I mean, there's so many fucking highlights of um, uh, Dejan Lovren not having the best of games. But I remember the, the, the game at the Etihad last season where, you know, I thought he had an absolute stinker and we called it on the show and, you know, we got in trouble from some of the fans who didn't like what we said, even though we were completely fair in our analysis. And I think for me, that's, that's where the anxiety came from, remembering that he didn't have the best game against Man City at the Etihad. So how is he going to feature and fare against that attack? Because it is a ruthless attack. But he did all right, in my opinion. Yeah, he was fine. Um, I think we're so... The anxiety is fair, I think. I think it's natural for us to feel that he's a calamity waiting to happen. And it just didn't happen today, you know. Um, he, he he was pretty calm. He was poised. I think all everybody on the team was. I don't think anybody... Um, was out there. It didn't seem like the occasion was too big for anyone. Everyone was ready. They were set. They had a mentality to go out there and do what they have to do. Um, you know, our team has evolved from a team of character, if you will, from Brendan Rogers days to a team with balls, a team that'll just go out there and slap them on the table and say, mines are bigger than yours. Let's go. And that's what's happening. And they're evolving into something special and long may it continue. I think this team has uh, the drive and, and, the want really to achieve great things. And yeah, to Sam's point, is it very likely that we'll drop points? Yeah, it's pretty likely that we'll drop points, but I also think it's equally as likely that this team can go undefeated in the league. That's how good this team is. That's how scrappy this team is. And if they can stay healthy, there's no reason they can't. Oh, I'm loving the positivity. Okay. So we've kind of discussed Dejan Lauren there. Gags, do you want to have a final say on Lauren before we move on? Um, Sorry, I was listening to Jürgen and, uh me and again he's praising Liverpool and he thinks the I'd title race is Jürgen, done. I'd listen to Jurgen over me rant too trust me yeah sorry but I, um <laughs> Mourinho's just saying that um he thinks it's done barring a crazy injury crisis at Amber he thinks it's done he goes it's done it's done I think I think it's done anyway um Lovren I thought shaky really really shaky start from Lovren um and I think as the the game went on and the pressure started building and we were compact at the end that's and if you start putting balls into the box, that's where Lovren becomes an asset. He can head the ball away. He's good in the air. He can clear it. There were a few times in there that were worrying in the first half more when it was a bit more open. But once we become a low block team, it suits him with Fabinho in front with a lot more players and defenders around him. It's easy for him then to make that header and clear. So that suits him at that point. But um, overall, I did think, especially again in the first half, there were some moments where I was like. He's only asked a few times. I know that, but he did kind of grow in. 
Yeah, yeah, he did. He grew into it, and 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 you know what? It wasn't the goal wasn't his fault. It was um, it wasn't one of those things where we could blame him at all. Really, I don't think so. Yeah, we just concede. We always concede. It seems at Anfield these days, no no clean sheet. But um, overall, if you start those two players against Man City and you go on to win the game, that that shows you a little bit of the squad's okay at least. You know where we were worried. Will these players be able to beat City? Yeah, it just shows that you know we've got some quality depth there. We really need to get Matip fit. We need to get um, Ox and K to playing more, and uh, and I think we're in we're in good stead going into that into this busy phase now up to up to that break we get in Qatar really because that first game shouldn't be too hard. So yeah, should be good. Okay, we we are literally a little bit everywhere. Let's kind of discuss the goals, Amanda. I'm going to come to you. Fabinho gets a ball. I've seen so many people tweet when he got that ball. I was like, don't shoot, don't shoot, don't shoot. I was like, shoot, shoot, shoot. Because one thing I know is that he has got a strike on him. I mean, talk to me about that. How did you feel? I mean, just an absolute glorious strike. And it just goes to show not only did he have a monstrous performance in the midfield, but he kind of opened up the scoring. Uh, I mean, I just, I reacted like everyone else reacted, right? Just ran across my living room like a madman shouting and waking up everyone else in the house. Isn't that what everybody else did? Um, I think, you know, Fabinho, he has that in his locker, right? That's what that I, I'm one that wanted him to shoot too. I think I would mm-hmm. like him to shoot a little bit more. Um, yeah. He's creative. He has, you know, we've seen him pick a pass. We've seen him distribute the ball well. And yeah, he can finish like that. Uh, it was a thing of beauty. And it was, it's, you know, for the rough two to five minutes to start that game where we barely had any possession and then to just go down the field and down the pitch and then, uh, yeah, it was a poor clearance by them to the feet of Fabinho. But um, how often do we see those guys just lean back and sky it over the bar or, or drag the shot a little wide, but he was composed, calm, and he just blistered that in the back of the net. And and that's what you like to see. And, and that set the tone and, and then the precedent for the rest of the game. I love that. I love the fact that, Sam, that it was – a Coutinho escort by our defensive midfielder. <laughs> well, we've known he's got this quality. Um, you know, he's had a few attempts in the past where he's been close, and it's something we haven't seen enough of, really. You know, we know he's absolutely deadly from the penalty spot, and it has been a bit bizarre that he hasn't had much of a chance uh, regards to that because he was, you know, lethal with Monaco when it came to penalties. Really, really good. So we know he's got a finish in him. It's just a position that he he hasn't found himself very often in this Liverpool team. You know his his role is very much uh, a defensive midfielder that that plays the ball forwards really really well. So um, just delighted today. You know psychic gags called it and said that he will be pinging in a big goal for us at some point, and it couldn't have been a bigger game for him to do it. So. He's he's got it in his locker. We know this. It's something that hopefully that might lead to teams trying to kind of worry about that a bit. And then Fabinho's got the quality then to pick someone else out when they're trying to close the shot down. So I, I just think that goal today, not only is it great for us today, but also it might lead to teams trying to worry about that a bit and actually maybe leave the back door open again for one of his little things. I mean, for me, I mean, Amanda, I'm going to come to you because that goal came at a bit of a controversial little bit of play because, of course, Man City was screaming for handball against Trent Alexander-Arnold, but the ball obviously hit Bernardo Silva first before it kind of hit 
Trent Alexander-Arnold's arm. There was a lot of shout from Man City fans. That's a penalty. That's a penalty. I mean, I want to get your thoughts on this because, you know, Pep Guardiola absolutely lost his shit. You kind of mentioned it. So I want to get your thoughts on where, where do you stand on that? Because for me, it wasn't a penalty. Had the ball not hit Bernardo Silva and it hit Trent's arm, for me, that's a penalty. Uh, I mean, if I'm, if I'm, if that happened to us, I'd want the penalty. I, I think, you know, it's away from his body. It is what it is. Letter of the law. It's all interpretation or whatever, I guess. But I want a penalty. So I understand their frustration. But you know what? Like after fucking armpit gate and all this other bullshit, I'm totally okay. I satisfied. <laughs> it makes this so much more delicious. Like Pep Guardiola's tears are my life source. So I'm good. Your elixir of youth. What about you, Sam? Because, of course, it did hit Bernardo Silva's hand first. I'm just loving Armando being the Eric Cartman of the podcast. Like, just just wanted to taste their tears. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I think it was absolutely batshit crazy they were calling a penalty, personally. I know I might be biased, and maybe that's kind of clouding my judgment a bit. And I know they've changed the handball rules a bit as well, which it is hard to follow these days. They keep changing mm-hmm. it. You know, it's different for attackers as it is to defenders. Which it's is, easier it's, to understand quantum physics right now than it is to understand uh, football rules. It, it's yeah, it's it is a mess, guys. You know, I mm-hmm. I got to admit it. But yeah, as you said, it hit Bernardo Silva's hand, and then it, it looked like Aguero was about to handle it, and then he pulled his hands hand away, and then it hit. Trent's arm, which was just stationary, not moving, and it hit his arm. He didn't move it towards the ball or anything, but I know there's a bit of a rule these days about arm being in an unnatural position. There's so many things about it, but if they'd have given that penalty, I think football's done, as far as I'm concerned, because no way did he try and touch that with his arm. His arm was just in that position when he was just balancing his body just to get balance, and that was it. And it hit from an arm onto an arm, so if they gave it, I would have gone absolutely nuts. And especially after about five minutes of play, it felt after it when Fabinho mm. scored the goal. So um, for me, that one, absolutely no chance a handball. But I, I'm with Mando here. Absolutely delighted to see Pep. You know, we, we've we've said this before and Liverpool have been accused of it, saying that Benitez is, you know, he's losing it and everything and uh, and people reading too much into his interviews. And then it's it's the same thing now about Pep. Before the game, they were saying we oh, starting, a, you know, he's having a go at Mane about diving when his players do it more than anyone's. And now he's got this to whinge about. And yeah, just just bring it on. Let's have more of it. You know, I have a theory about um, Pep Guardiola. He tried doing Jedi mind tricks on Michael Oliver, saying Sadio Mane is a diver. We're going to tactically foul him. You're not going to do anything about it because your subconscious mind has now been told that he's a diver. So you're not going to give anything. And you know what? The world just revolves right back on you because you, you, now you've lost your shit because you think you should have had three penalties. I, I actually think it's pretty hilarious how that's kind of all um, uh, blown up in, in his pretty little face. Amanda, I'm going to come to you and I want to talk about, um, talk about the second goal. Um, uh, absolutely gorgeous piece of play. Uh, one thing I loved about all of our goals today were they were all actually quite stunning pieces of play. I think it was Trent Alexander-Arnold who plays, you know, the ball across field to Robbo. Robbo runs with it and then just, again, a really, really lovely cross and it just finds Mosellani heads it in. It is just so perfect. Yeah, I mean, the quality of 
all the passes, the quality yeah. of the header. To, to how many times do you see players get on the end of those those balls with that kind of pace and and sky that over the bar as well? And 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 then he just kept that down a nice cushion into the side of the net. Uh, it was beautiful to me. That was you know. Uh, when you take into account the quality of the opposition, the the place on the table, the 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 importance of, of that goal, um, that's one of those all timers. And if we win the league this year, that'll be remembered as an all timer because that was just poetry in motion from start to finish. Love it. And what about yourself, Sam? What did you make of that passage of play? Because I just thought it was magnificent the way we just kind of opened up the play. Ah, uh, it was absolutely gorgeous, wasn't it? Um... If memory serves, was that the one where Trent pinged it a lovely cross for your ball? To Robbo, yes. Through to Robbo. Oh, my God, mm-hmm. what a ball that was. I, mm. I just want to say, you know, I think that performance from Trent today was a real statement performance. I just thought he really stood up to the challenge today and he wanted to prove something. And the way he carried the ball today, it's not something we've seen a lot from Trent, really. You know, his, his delivery's been fantastic for a very long time. But today, I thought he was just so so aggressive when he had the ball at his feet and you know that ball through to Robbo was was exactly what Klopp wants to see you know it's it's a bit of a feature of our play that switch from left to right or right to left and you know that was absolutely fantastic but what a ball from Robbo to put it on uh, Salah's head and I was just so happy for Salah to score the goal because he's been unfairly criticised recently in my opinion you know I think people are expecting way too many goals for him and then mm. they don't re- don't realise just how unselfish and hardworking he is for this team. And he is absolutely vital to the way that we play, the way he presses, the way the front three are a unit um, is absolutely huge for us. So uh, just really happy for him. But I don't know about you guys. When you first saw the replay, did were you like me? And I thought, shit, he's offside. I, I My first reaction, because the camera angle was slightly wonky, I saw Salah as Robbo hit the ball and I thought, God, he's offside and they were going to call it back and I'd already, you know, pulled my top off down <laughs> seven times. <laughs> uh, and uh, I was like, I'm going to have to really kind of wind my neck in you. And thank God, the the VAR diagonal lines kicked in again and, he, you know, he, he was actually, you know, quite clearly onside. But that just goes to show the, the whole VAR thing at the moment. We, we're not going to go into it heavily today, I don't think. It, it's it, We've had a titful of it, to, to be honest. But it just goes to show, you know, the camera angle we're looking at, obviously it's it's not square on with the play. So that that's why these decisions look completely different when they're happening. But uh, yeah, so initially I did have a, a minor heart attack and I did have 999 dialed in ready to press send on my phone. But when they actually did confirm the goal, I was absolutely... Well, mightily relieved. No, for sure. And it's 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 interesting that you mentioned Mo Salah there as well, because uh, I think I listened to the Post Match Raw podcast on um, AI Pro, and um, I think it was Dave Hendrick who was kind of talking about Mo Salah, and he kind of said that we need to stop making him the focal point of the attack. We're kind of relying on him too much, and he's not kind of enjoying his game. So, you know, just let him be himself, you know, don't put so much emphasis on him and, you know, you'll see the best of him. And today I felt like, you know, he he looked really up for it, Mando. Would you say that's fair? Yeah. Uh, I know we've been, or people have been saying, or, you know, he's not been as sharp as, as, as he has been in the past. And, you know, he hasn't gained the form of, of 
you know, a few seasons ago and this, then the third, I thought today he was excellent. I thought today, um, he did everything you can ask for. He was calm on the ball. He made some nice, some nice runs. He, he had a nice goal. Uh, he was at his best today. And I think, you know, a healthy Mo. And, uh, like I said, we play up to competition all the time. So you, they were all going to be up for it. And Mo was no different. And, and he always steps up in big occasions. And that was today. I was thrilled and over the moon for him. A little scared when he went down with the, with the knock. Um, hopefully yeah. all is good there. Um, uh, because he is vital to our team and an injury to anybody. Uh, but more importantly to anybody in that front three it can prove to be catastrophic. So hopefully that's nothing and the international break helps. Hope he hope he pulls out. To be honest, with that, with what happens, and you got to again. Dax, I hope, I hope they all pull out. Yeah, hope he pulls out. I mean, <laughs> well, um, well, you get it. Yeah, I I mean, whatever. Yeah. Fuck it. I said it. I said what I said. What I said. You know what? Can we talk about um, Nim? Can you talk about Sadio next? Uh, yeah, that's exactly where we're going to go. Was to. Quiet, that's why. Uh, apart from the goal, which is obviously great, but I just thought he was a little bit quiet today compared to the others. Okay, um, Sam, I'll come to you first on this one. Talk to me about Sadio Mane, because I thought, again, I agree with Gags, he's a little quieter in the first half, but in the second half, I felt like he was in, I felt like he was operating a little deeper today, and I felt like he was trying to start the counter-attack. It's always hard to analyse a performance when you're playing against Man City. Um, When a team's got that much quality, we're we're living off scraps at times. So, you know, he, he, he worked his socks off again. It really really worked hard but I, I've got to agree with Gags there was a couple of occasions where he, he had some really poor touches when mm-hmm. the, the counter-attack was, was on and I thought we were in you know maybe to take another goal but all in all he, he did everything we asked for and even if you think that he might have had a kind of slightly below par performance today he still chipped in with another headed goal uh, you know, who'd have thought? I don't know his height, but he's he's not a tall guy, is is Marnie? But he's, he's I think he's shorter than me. Yeah, he might be. He might be, but bloody hell, he doesn't have chip in with with headed goals. So I think that's just testament to his movement, and obviously the the deliveries that this team are providing for for the strikers. Um, so fair play to him, even in games where he's struggling, <clears throat> he he's delivering the killer punch. He he's been. Quite possibly, if you look over the season so far, he's been our most lethal and important yeah. player when it comes to attack. And even today, when he's really had a tough game, you know, he, he scored again, guys. He scored again, and it, it's just testament to the, the, the form of the guy that even when he's struggling, he's still hitting the back of that net. For sure. And for anyone that doesn't know, I'm five foot three. So if Sadio Mane is apparently shorter than me, he's five foot nothing. Um, Amanda, I want to come to you on, on, on his performance and his goal. I think the thing that kind of disappointed me was I was kind of hoping he's too nice for this, but I was kind of hoping for like a Luis Suarez-esque kind of celebration for David Moyes. Remember when he dived? Because he called him a diver, but he's just too nice for that. I mean, give me your thoughts on his performance. Do you agree with Gags and, and Sam? Yeah, I mean, Sadio is, uh, over time, especially the last few years, has proven to be uh, world-class. I mean, Sadio Mane uh, might be one of the most important players on our team, if not the most important player on our team, the way he tracks back, the way he defends, the way he's always reliable and in the right spots and his finishing um, has really improved, um, especially, to Sam's point, uh, his heading ability. And it, it is it is a credit to his movement, getting in the right space and being fearless. I mean, we saw him get kicked in the head last week um, going for that winner. So, 
that's what we want. That's what we need. And, and, um, availability is what's really important. And, uh, Sadio Mane is always available and he's always, I mean, he had no, he had little to no preseason, just like, you know, some of the other guys did. And he came in straight away. Um, it's just a credit to him, his work ethic and, 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 and how much he, uh, means to the team and how much the team and, 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 and winning and contributing means to him. So yeah, I, I love Sadio. I don't think there's anybody that can say otherwise right now. For sure. And Amanda, I'm going to stick with you because then there was another penalty shout later on. Sorry, this party is a little everywhere. Um, it was on Sterling and um, uh, Sadio Mane gave him a little shove and they were calling for a penalty. I want to get your thoughts on this because previously on, on the Nina Kauser show, we always say, I don't, we don't believe in a soft penalty. And I've got to stick by what I say because, you know, contact is contact. Um, regardless of how the player goes down. And yes, Sterling did go down a little theatric, you know, it was a little theatrical. But, you know, some would argue that Sadio Mane did the same last week against Aston Villa. I want to get your thoughts on this because if there's contact and he shoved him in, in the penalty box, for me, it's a penalty. That's the shit we need to do. Like, that's the shit that wins <laughs> leagues. Like, nobody wins a league. Like, not be in a shithouse. Like, that's what you need to do. You need to get under their skin. It worked with Raheem. Robbo did the same shit to Kyle Walker's soft ass. That's what you need to do. Sometimes you get called for it. Sometimes you don't. You got to fucking gamble and, 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 and roll the dice. And if you're smart about it, like Sadio was, and if you're smart about it, like Robbo was, then it's all good. It's part of the game. And to me, like, was it a penalty shot? Sure. Like I said, we don't, like we all said, like, who knows what the fuck a penalty is at this point in time in, in the league. But, who cares? That's the yeah. shit we need to do. We need to get under people's skin. We need to piss them off. We need to be unbearable. And blo- God, that shit makes me so happy. Like, that shit makes me happier than the goals. <laughs> you know what made me happy? Fucking Martin Tyler dying a slow, painful death when it was 2-0 at halftime. It was magnificent. <laughs> 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 Begging for stuff to go against us is so funny. <laughs> I live for that shit. I really do. And then obviously Pep just losing his shit was just the exact relief I needed. Sam, I want to get your thoughts on it because Amanda just made a really good point. Dark arts, a bit of shit house. We Marnie didn't get seen by Michael Oliver. Clever from him. But I mean, if you're honest and you're not biased, I mean, for me, it was a penalty. I want to get your thoughts. Lucky for him, Oliver didn't have the best view. Well, luckily, I am biased, uh, Nina. So... Uh, <laughs> No, personally, I, I'm being serious now. Um, I, I thought Sterling was fantastic again. His, his low centre of gravity yeah. and, and pace off the mark. He, he's undefendable at times. And so you've, I, I'm totally with Mando here. You've got to do anything you can to put him off balance. Just just make sure that the ball that goes in is that little bit worse and, and he can't pick out his man. And that's exactly what Manny did there. You know, he gave him a little shove, but it was... It was nowhere near enough to get the guy to fall over. And I know you could say, oh, well, this happens when people... If you get kicked in the box, right, it's always a penalty as far as I'm concerned. You've kicked someone. But with with a shove, it, it's a contact sport. It's usually shoulder to shoulder. And you, kind of, you can get away with a little bit of pressure on the guy. And that's pretty much all it was. And I thought he was looking for it. And, you know, maybe if the shoe was on the other foot, I'd be like, mm, I'd won a penalty, but mm. I don't th- I don't think I'd be shouting too loud. I think it would have been an incredibly soft penalty if he'd have won it. Um, and, well, they, they've had another sh- penalty shot. Are you going to go on? We're going to talk about that then? one in a minute as well. Yeah, I've got Dave Hendrick yeah. there um, uh, in the chat box saying, 
with the pen. We've seen them given, but it wasn't Suffolkham. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't Dave Hendrick. It's Dave Horrocks. That's uh, comics emotion. Should give it away. Is it? Oh. <laughs> oh he's on Raw, right? Yeah, he's doing Raw, so he's not going to be in here. Is, you know what? That is confusing. Can you please change your name? No, it's Dave H. His is Dave Hendrick. Oh, I don't know. I don't Let, go let's change show. everything to suit Nina. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Dave Har- Dave Harrocks, who has been a guest on this oh, podcast. Right. <laughs> I'll change it. He's going to change his name. Okay. Wow. Okay, he's going to change his name. Let's talk about the third penalty. Sam, I'll stick with you. Again, um, Raheem Sterling, he had a fantastic game. He had so much joy against Trent Alexander-Arnold, certainly in the final bit of the game. You know, I was getting really nervous. And then they had another penalty shout. He actually, this made me laugh. He actually kicked the ball at Trent's hand. He kicked the ball at Trent's hand. Yeah. Close distance and then cried for a penalty. Well, do you remember Suarez, right? He used yeah. to scoop the ball up regularly and because he'd scoop it up really gently, it was in, it was in the, the area which you just can't resist but put your arm towards it. And he used to nick penalties from that all the time. But what's happened in this instance is that Sterling has twatted the ball 70 mile an hour from about three yards away. So yep. I, I I don't know what they were expecting Trent to do there. Um, if we're going to start giving penalties for limbs that are stationary and not moving towards the ball, we're going to be getting a hell of a lot of penalties. So, you know, I may be biased, but I genuinely know with with trying to be as impartial as I can, just look at the three decisions as they are, I really think that none of them are penalties. And I think that just makes it amazing because Pep is still whinging with his little two fingers up saying two handballs and all this bullshit. Absolutely not. I'm sorry, guys. None of them are penalties. Sometimes the ball hits an arm. If we give a penalty every time, there's going to be a shitload of penalties and we just don't want that. Absolutely. I mean, Amanda, I want to get your point on this as well, because to me, it really wasn't a penalty. But Pep Guardiola completely, completely lost his shit. Yeah, no, that one I don't think is a pen. That one's definitely close to the body. Yeah. Uh, what's he supposed to do there? Pep losing his shit. Pep has to be the most. In bad in his bad times, Pep is the most gifable manager in football and he is a fucking gift to humanity because just today alone those gifts are going to live for fucking ever and i'm so happy about that absolutely yeah for me it wasn't a penalty i think i i kind of disagree with sam i thought that the middle one was because there was contact but luckily it wasn't sin but um, we're happy that none of them were given and, you know, he just completely lost his shit. Guys, I mean, I think we've kind of pretty much discussed a majority of the game and the key moments. I mean, I want to get your thoughts on the final bit of the game because, of course, they did score a goal. I felt like, you know, when Klopp made some of the changes, um, of course, he brought on James Milner. So, you know, Trent's side looked a little bit exposed and... um and then they got their goal, but obviously Trent was, um, uh, Oxley chamberlain was ready to come in. I mean, I want to get your thoughts on how you felt during that time because... I felt like we weren't quite focused or concentrating enough. I want to get your thoughts, Sam. Uh, how was I feeling? Um, 
about seven seconds away from the grave about for, <laughs> for <laughs> half of the time. Um, shitting bricks is another way I might want to describe it. Um, yeah, it's hard not to be nervous when Man City are playing that kind of high pressure game. You know, they they do put us into some really difficult positions, and it doesn't matter how well you defend. Sometimes the the second ball will fall to a City player and. You know they'll just put it away like Silva did today. But um, I, th- I think with the goal itself, I think the defenders kind of switched off for a split second because they thought Fabinho was fouled, and it, it kind of distracted the boys a little bit, and it gave him that yeah. little half a yard that he required then mm. just to slot it into the corner. And to be perfectly fair, you know it's gone in off the post. It's one of those things. He's got great quality, Silva, Bernardo Silva. I think he's an absolutely fantastic player. So you give that guy that much space in that kind of area, he's going to slot it. So I think it was one of those things where the amount of pressure they put it put us under, it was inevitable that we were going to nick at least one. So I could have done without it because even though we still had a two-goal advantage, I was looking at the clock with 12 minutes left thinking, you know, how am I going to get through this? But at the end of the day, I think, uh, you know, okay, they deserved the goal, but we definitely deserved the win. We absolutely did. And what about yourself, Amanda? I mean, did you get a little nervous in that little area, in that little um, period, I think the final 10 minutes? I think it's, I think we all do. I mean, City... Because if any team can score two, then right, let's be honest. That's exactly it. If anybody's going to do and you're just a lava and calamity away from 3-2. You're just, you know, like a handball away from 3-3. Like, you never know what can happen. So, yeah, of course you're uncomfortable. Um, but, I, you know, what I really don't like, and when we bring in Joe Gomez and and leave Trent in there, why don't we, why don't we just do three at the back or five at the back and, like, we always throw them at right back and it's bad. It's always bad. Like just use three center backs and fucking defend if you're going to defend, but we're not, it doesn't make sense. That sub never makes sense to me. Yeah. It didn't make any sense to me, but I think it was because in that period of time, I think Sterling was on every ball. I mean, he was great throughout the whole game, but in that little period of play where they, they were trying to apply a lot of pressure, he almost like, tried to double up the bodies on Sterling, which is a massive compliment to Sterling. And we all know he's a fabulous footballer. I mean, I think that's why he did that. But I agree with you. It doesn't make, I think three centre-backs would have been absolutely fine if, if that was uh, the way that he was going to go. But luckily it came to nothing and we, we came out good. I actually have a comment here um, from my um, Instagram page. Someone dropped me a DM and I will read it out to you because it's actually quite an interesting point. Um, it's from Omar un- underscore Kit. I'm guessing his name is Omar Kit. And he goes, also, key moment for him was there were mind games before the game. And I think Klopp won the mind games. Klopp said it was a compliment that last season that Man City defended more than attacked. Um, Guardiola didn't bite the bullet and he came out coming out the wrong way, um, uh, being all attack-minded. I mean, it's interesting that he said that because for me, I don't think Pep Guardiola had, had a choice given what he had in defence. It was almost like... We don't have a defence, so we're just we're good. It was quite an open game of football, and there was a lot of counter-attacking football. I want to get your thoughts on that. I don't think it was a case of club had to play this way because there was no other way to play. I want to get your thoughts, Sam. I'll come to you first. Yeah, regards to the mind games, you can tell Pep's under pressure because up until this point, 
they've both been incredibly respectful to one another mm. and they haven't really kind of reduced themselves to that kind of petty bullshit that we've seen in the past from, you know, the likes of Mourinho. So to, to hear Pep starting to, you know, give shit about Sadio Mane diving and everything, it, it did seem like a bit of a clear attempt to kind of influence referees decisions subconsciously and kind of put a bit of pressure on them that you know maybe he, he's a diver and then yeah. funnily enough in the following game then we, we didn't get a penalty when I, I thought he was fouled in the box um so you know it's 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 all part of the game um I thought Klopp kind of had him at checkmate though when he kind of pulled him up on his tactical fouls uh personally I've got absolutely no problem with tactical fouls I think it's something that we, we, we've lacked in the past and something we've finally learned how to do, you know? So I, I think it's just part and parcel of the game, but it, it's something that maybe he, he's, he deems to be kind of below beneath him and he doesn't kind of admit the fact that he does instruct them to do it. You know, e- even in that Amazon uh, documentary, it, it was yeah. uh, someone actually showed a clip of, our, of uh, it was Arteta, I think it was, actually telling them all, if they're on the counter-attack, foul them, foul them, foul them. So it, it's clearly something they are instructed to do. And I just thought Klopp wouldn't have said anything. But the fact that he kind of started throwing attacks at Liverpool, uh, Klopp's hit the bullseye with that one. Yeah, for me, I mean, I want to get your thoughts on this, Amanda, but I, I feel like Jurgen Klopp winning the Champions League the thing that Pep Guardiola wants more than anything because he's not done it since his Barca days. It's almost, he's almost turned Mourinho-esque, like the way Mourinho kind of turned on Rafa when he won the Champions League, but in, in, he's trying to be a bit more taste, tasteful about it. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Like, he's clearly trying to influence the officials, and for yeah. me, what that really says is he's not confident that on the pitch that they're better, is what that says to me. Yeah, because if chat. he felt confident that his team is as good as everyone else seems to want to think that they are, he wouldn't need to fucking pop up and say this bullshit and be a whiny little hypocritical bitch. But because he knows in his heart of hearts that that team <laughs> that he has out there right now with the injuries that they have and the things that they and the pressure that they have and now the lead that Liverpool has, he knows damn well that his team is not made of men capable to win this league and the only way that he can come out is to fucking put some spin on that shit and try to make himself and his team look like the victims they're no victims they were worse than us today they're not a better football team they're not run as a better club and that was evidence today and his whininess and his bitchiness is the proof and the cherry on top of this fucking sunday because he just is telling me and projecting that he knows and he fears that he's incapable of overcoming this this year. Yeah, I don't think he's ever been pushed like the way Jurgen Klopp is doing so here right now with this Liverpool team. I think that's a perfect summary right And there. doing so with a smile because he knows and he feels confident that his team is superior to Man City. It is. Um, uh, I, I have to agree with you. I mean, I think we've come to the end of this podcast, guys. Is there any final thoughts you'd like to share before we we close this pod off and we go to Man of the Match? Sam, anything you want to get off your chest about this game? Because this is closure now. You're not allowed to speak about it again, ever, or enjoy it again. 
No, just just one final shout out for Trent. I just think he was bloody brilliant today again. Um, yeah. it, it's just uh, I just it, it's we're watching a special player here, guys, and I think he, he's still underrated. I, I touched on it last time I was on as well. I just it's baffling to me that he's overlooked by England. I think he's quite possibly one of England's best players, and he's not starting in the team. It's that it's that kind of extreme. The way I'm looking at the guy now. He he's absolutely pivotal to this Liverpool side, and I just think, uh, you know, he he needs to start getting the recognition. And I think if we win the title this season, he he's going to start getting it for sure. And what about yourself, Mando? I have a question for you, Mando. If you've got nothing to think about, umbilical boy has a question: Are Chelsea or Leicester our nearest challengers now? City, I think still. Has to be. Um, they're the most talented team aside from us. They're going to play these teams still. They haven't played the majority of uh, the, the the top six or, or, or current top six, and so that's going to prove you know and, and make up some gap there. I expect them to win a, the majority of those games, if not all those games. So yeah, for me, it's still Man City. I think Leicester plays beautiful football. Um, Brendan Rodgers, all credit to him. He does have uh, something really cooking there. Um, they made some good buys and they've really uh, come together as a team. But I, I don't think over the course of the season that uh, they're going to be there at the end. I think it's still going to be Man City. Fair enough. And any other final points you'd like to raise? No, I just want to like, um, you know, Trent was wonderful. All of them were wonderful, but I think Ginny Wijnaldum today um, proved uh, what kind of a big game player Ginny Wijnaldum is. We've seen it uh, against Barcelona. We've seen it against a lot of top-tier competition. And those games are when Ginny stands out the most. Um, so I couldn't be happier and, and more chuffed for the guy and, and really for all Liverpool fans because I know uh, we've been on edge for a week or so uh, in anticipation to this. So I'm really happy that we pulled it out. For sure, absolutely. And what about yourself, Sam, on, on the uh, Chelsea or Leicester? Do you, are you with Mando or it's still Man City? Because I still think it's Man City. Yeah, uh, you know, Chelsea and Leicester are our nearest challengers mathematically. <laughs> but uh, I think that's purely the, the only way they're our nearest challengers. Um, you know, right off this Man City team at your peril, I think... They're more than capable of, of stringing together 15 wins in a row from here. And, you know, if that's something that they do do, um, you know, they're going to be right back in the mix with us. So um, let's not write them off just now. I, I must say, though, I think Chelsea, they've been given this, it suited them perfectly this season. They've had Lampard in, they've had that transfer ban, uh, and people have kind of treated them like a massive underdog. But when you actually mm. look at their squad, um, they've got a multi-million pound squad there and, and a, they should never be written off as an underdog because they've actually got a really good team there. Um, Leicester now as well, obviously, Brendan Rodgers. He's got a really good knack of, if he's got an excellent striker, playing, getting the team to play to that one guy's strengths. And I think Jamie Vardy at the moment is is proving just that. But... Fully expecting Leicester if they if they don't continue to have so much luck when it comes to injuries and everything that they might start to drop off. So for me, absolutely no doubt about it. Uh, you know, it's still us and Man City at the moment. Absolutely. And who's your man of the match? Um, yeah, we, we've touched on Trent. We've Wijnaldum, I agree with Mando. I thought he was fantastic, but you know, the guy that scored the opening goal of the game, which was. Mm. 
pivotal for us today. He was absolutely everywhere. His spraying passes everywhere, making tactical fouls. Uh, as, as Steve touched on on the chat earlier, he, he really should have been yellow carded, I thought, for his tactical foul on uh, Gundogan, but he got away with it. He, he does everything we need in a midfielder. He makes us tick. And man of the match for the game today, Fabinho. Oh, interesting. I mean, Amanda, I'm, I'm really intrigued where you'll go because um, it's a fun time to be a red. Uh, so go on, who's, who's your man of the match? Because you can literally pick anyone and nobody really grows anymore. I think he's a uh, Gini, didn't he? Yeah, I'm a whore for Ginny Wijnaldum. So we're okay, he said Ginny. Okay, so Ginny Wijnaldum and Fabinho. I'm going to give it to Michael Oliver for not crumbling under Pep Guardiola's pressure. Yeah, he was really good. Like he yeah. was consistent and he wasn't petty. Like there wasn't bullshit cards given out. Like he was for pretty me, he's solid. The best one. For me, and he's he, the best one. Yeah, like the game didn't didn't stop. Even VAR was pretty quick. All in all, it was fucking. There was no handballs given. Yes. It was beautiful. Yeah, I felt like it was a really, really smooth transition. Well, guys, um, this was um, Yoni Nakaza show. I, I hope you enjoyed it. Just going to get some plugs from my guests. Sam, anything you'd like to plug? Uh, just, I'd like to plug the Premier League table. Um, if you'd like to go on to any website to have a look at that <laughs> at this moment in time, that's something I'd highly recommend. Uh, and apart from that, uh, if you want to give me a follow on Twitter, I'm at Sambo Evans. Come on, the Reds. Come on, the Reds. And what about yourself, Mando? Any more pods coming our way from you? Yeah, I'm working on getting something done this week. Uh, so hopefully it'll be out next weekend during the international break. Um, so yeah, other than that, you know, follow Sam. He's hilarious. Follow uh, everybody at A. I mean, you know, just just. Just support AI, AI Pro. We do a lot of work to bring you guys the content on a weekly basis, on a daily basis. Uh, Gags, Nina, and the team really bust their ass for it. And uh, we're really fortunate to have that kind of content and the team we have. So uh, long may continue. And up the fucking Reds, man. Up the fucking Reds. I have to say, being part of fan media is quite interesting because I started this pod five years ago and things weren't great. But I used to get loads of people calling in. People just wanted to fume. And you know what? The shoe is on the other foot now because my mum is a Man United fan. And you know what she does in the spare time? She watches Goldbridge. You know, it's, it's just mad. That's her relief. She has to watch him fume. It just makes me laugh how happy and how content we are as a club and fans. And they're in absolute, an absolute mess. So it's a really good time to be a Reds absolutely enjoy it for my part the plugs i have is please check out ai pro there is so much awesome content there is a seven day free trial all you got to do is go to anfieldindex.com forward slash join seven day free trial awesome content like i said stay on ai there's awesome content here on download the app and if you want to see videos from me if that's your kind of thing you want to see me pull funny faces I have an Instagram account where I post daily videos on all things LFC. You can check that out. It is at the Nina Kauser Show. That's my username. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope you enjoy this. I hope, you know, you're chilled, you're relaxed, exactly what you need before the international break. Till next time, up the Reds.
Social Podcast Network.